Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning and welcome. I'm Lee Charles and you're listening to Dare Prayer's Morning Bible Study. We're so glad you could join us, but before we get into the Word, let's pray. Lord, we just thank you, Lord, for all the things that you continue to do in our lives, Lord. And Lord, we also just thank you for the opportunity that we have to serve you, Lord, that there's not a veil of separation between us and you, Lord, but that we can come to you forever, Lord. And Lord, we also just thank you for the wisdom and knowledge that you pour into each and every one of us, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everybody. Glad to have you with us as we, well, begin wrapping up our, our study on the Lord's house. Um, that's how the Lord is leading us. And in the previous episode, we were discussing taking your place in Christ. So before we, we're going to read, or we're going to discuss that in, I'll say, more detail and minister what the Lord has put on our hearts to share. But before we begin, I just want to thank every all the listeners that have liked, subscribed, and shared all the messages that, and teachings that you have shared, liked, subscribed, and shared thus far. Amen. It is a blessing to us and uh, just further, I'll say, proof and demonstration of others being blessed as well. So, thank you. And also, if you are new welcome. listening to this, yes, welcome. <laughs> and we'd ask that you like this episode, if you're blessed by it, that you subscribe on this and any number of the platforms that you um, can find a day of prayer on, and also that you would share it so others have the opportunity to be blessed and grow in relationship with our Heavenly Father. Amen. 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 So, Amen. You had uh, a couple of verses yesterday, honey, in John mm-hmm. 14. Mm-hmm. Um, that was verses 2 through 6. So could I get a volunteer to read that section of scripture, please? I will. All right, sir. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. That where I am, there you you may be also. Mm -hmm. And where I go, you know, and the way you know. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you're going, and how can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Amen. So at this time, we're going to open up the floor to give each of you the opportunity to share what the Holy Spirit has been speaking and ministering to you, and of course, to ask any questions that you have. So who would like to begin? I will. All right, promise. Okay, first Lord is talking to me with how Jesus was saying that he was he was going to have him prepare a place for the disciples. And so the Lord showed me that in order to get to that place, like Mommy stated, you have to know who you are inside the Lord. Mm-hmm. And in order to know who you are inside the Lord, you have to also have an allegiance to him. Ooh, amen. I like that word, allegiance. Mm. And so the Lord showed me that so, previously when you don't come, 
before you come to Christ, you have an allegiance with the devil. Mm-hmm. But when you come to the Christ, when you come to the Lord, you have an allegiance with the Lord. Amen. But if you don't renounce your allegiance with the devil, mm-hmm. then it can get muddled. And inside of Matthew, it says you cannot serve two masters. Amen. So if you don't undo that and say, no, that's not what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. I have a new master. Mm-hmm. Then you're always going to keep going and flipping, flip-flopping. Back and forth. Okay. Amen. Amen. Um, I think that is akin to what Mr. Dean was saying about as, as the truth come in, comes into you, as you are exposed to it, you read it in God's word and the Holy Spirit guides you because all he ever speaks is the truth. When you bring the truth in, you also simultaneously have to uproot the lies that would present a counter voice to what God is saying and what he's telling you. So you have to discard and renounce your belief or connection to those lies. And as you do that, you begin to be more and more filled with the things of God and the right perspective that comes from him. And it starts with the first renouncing your connection with the adversary. Amen to that. I appreciate it. And, so the Lord showed me that when you renounce it, that's also repenting from it. And when you don't do that, the Lord showed me that it's easier to sing when you're in sin than when you're out of sin. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. Sinning seems quite natural when you're surrounded by it. Right? Yes. But when you're not and you're surrounded by the truth and life in Christ, then sin- sinning is, stands out like a sore thumb. It's very noticeable. And amen. And, you know, that one of the lies that has to be uprooted in the life of any believer, but in particular a new believer, is the, the lie that has been told that this sinning was fun. Right? Because it means you, yes. you disregarded all the other things that happened that showed you and you disregarded that really you convinced yourself that it was fun, et cetera, et cetera. And what's actually fun is what the Lord has and what he says and what he brings, not what you have to tell yourself over and over and over. This is fun. This is fun. This is fun. You know, that that's, there's no truth in that. So the adversary works by deception. And oftentimes he can only, de- he can only deceive those who are willing to be deceived. Right. Yes. yes. And I don't say a hundred percent of the time, each man is tempted when they're drawn away by their own lust all the way back to woman in the garden. You're only deceived when there's opportunity in you for that. Correct. Yes. yes. Okay. It's an interesting statement, right? That people have concocted that sin's fun. No, it's not. It, it can't be. I've never heard anyone that is has read Leviticus 26, and I'll say the second half, like after the first uh, 12 to 14 verses of Leviticus 26 through the rest of the chapter, or Deuteronomy 28, that have either read it and or are experiencing one or many of those things described in that chapter that come as a result of sin ever say, this is fun. We should do more of this. My body's itching and I cannot scratch it enough to make the itch go away. That's not fun. That's not fun. (laughs) (laughs) They're forever behind. And even if they do take a step forward, then they are two or three steps back, right? Uh, The cane piece, right? This is more than I can bear, Mm. right? I've never seen anyone experiencing the fruit of sin ever say this is fun mm-hmm. you convince yourself I, I did that a lot and i i practiced looking in the mirror i rehearsed it to myself but when i came to myself like the 
the um, prodigal son <laughs> laying in my my wallow, the pigmire, and said, "What? Hey, this is not fun. I'm in a hole that I cannot get out of. So, not by myself. The no, Lord helped me. Only with the Lord, absolutely. What? I had to tell the truth mm-hmm. and shame the devil, as as the saying goes. That's it. So yes, that that is a lie that has to be uprooted, mm-hmm. or that you're required, or or will always sin. No, what did what did the Lord say to Joshua? Do said, not, keep the word okay. continually before you. Mm-hmm. Do not turn to the right or to the left. Don't cease to meditate on it day and night. Exactly. Meditate on the word. So it goes it to what you mouth. brought up, promise, right? When we're out of sin, the only way you can be out of sin is to be before the Lord, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. That is the only way you can be out of sin is to be in the Lord because we are the righteousness in Christ Jesus. His blood washed us white as snow. Amen. It is a propitiation, a covering for us. I don't mean a covering to continue in wickedness. That's Mm-mm. that's not what I'm saying. It's not a rug over a pile of dirt. No, but it, it washed all our sin and iniquity and transgressions away. So we are righteous before him. Mm-hmm. That being said, we continue to focus on him. To not turn to the right or to the left, but to remain focused on the Lord. It becomes extremely difficult to sin. But it's when we look right or left, when we shift our focus off of the Lord, that sin can creep in. You've given it a a foothold. So I bring that up so we can be aware of what's going on in our lives. To take a, I'll say, to rightfully examine ourselves. Not, not giving ourselves grace to practice or continue in wickedness, but to uproot that from our lives. And in doing so, not quenching the Lord and His Holy Spirit. Amen. And remembering that we have a place in him that we are designed and created to fulfill. Right? Amen. Yes. Yes. And it's necessary that we do so. God didn't stop making a place for people at the end of the Old Testament. You know, this is not a story that we're reading. This is the word of God accounting our history, right? Yes. 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 And teaching us of things to come. There are future things here. There are past things here. But all of this is God. Speaking to us and giving us guidance and direction. I'm sorry, Layla, you were blinking at me, so I was, I was just amused. Pardon me. Um, Dean, do you have something you wanted to say? Well, just remembering the abundance of his provision when you're thinking about that. Mm-hmm. Um, the minerals and um, chemicals and water and sunlight and all the things necessary to produce all the crops that the earth has ever harvested were already in the earth before the Lord said, let there be plants and vegetables on the plants and, you know, on the earth. So before he ever spoke it to be, when he spoke the earth into existence, he put everything into the earth that was necessary to produce the harvest that has still not ceased. So, 
there's enough food. We, we, we won't get into places that are impoverished, but just in a general census, there's about 7.8 billion people on the planet today. Mm-hmm. There's enough food on the planet to feed them today. Amen. There'll be enough food on the planet to feed them tomorrow. Amen. And there was enough food on the planet to feed them before God spoke the earth into existence. His provision to do the things he's called you to do already exists regardless of what you see with your natural eyes. Because go back to, you know, the, what I was talking about in the previous one about the fake, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uprooting, his promise was talking about again about uprooting the lies. It's, um, as he was saying it, um, you know, we mentioned uh, in the previous podcast, you're know, asking the Holy Spirit to illuminate. But... Um, you guys say it in, in, in a better way, I think. But, you know, I, I don't need to ask God to do a job I'm capable of doing either. Right? I mean, if I teach my children how to drive, I, they don't ask me to show them how to drive again. Mm-hmm. Right? And I do Learn it, from it, him. It, right. So <laughs> if I, the Lord has shown me ways mm-hmm. to do an inventory to make sure that the things I'm believing are not true, especially when I gauge them against his word, then I need to do that as well, too. So and mm-hmm. it's an active participation on our part to make sure that we undo the things that should have never been done to free ourselves into things that we're supposed to be doing. And I use that loosely because we're more about being than doing. Right. We're being in his presence, listening to him. Mm-hmm. That brings forth our doing. It's not mm-hmm. about doing, really. Right. It's not doing apart from him. Like, mm-hmm. Shh, God, don't say anything else. I'm helping you. Be quiet. That's not, that's not what we're talking about ever. It's always God says we believe and then we have corresponding actions that go alongside it to affirm that we believe because... God did speak everything into existence and then he formed man from the dust of the earth. What was appropriate work for him to do to accomplish the fullness of his plan? He did all that was necessary. So we are in his image and likeness. Mm-hmm. We do the same that he does. We believe, therefore we speak, as the scripture says. Um, what you were referencing, Dean, uh, Hebrews chapter four mm-hmm. says, uh, verse three says, for we who have believed do enter that rest. As he said, so I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. Now, if you go back uh, uh, to the beginning or a few verses, you know, to the beginning of the chapter, it's talking about Israel entering the literal promised land and that many of them were not able to enter and enjoy the home that God prepared for them because they would not believe him in the desert and they would not speak well of him and they would not mix their faith with his words to do the things that he asked them to do. So even though, as you said, Dean, the guard, I mean, the, I call it the garden, the, um, the promised land was theirs. It was finished from the foundation of the world. God had assigned it. It was set in time. It was ready. Everything was needed, but they didn't bring their faith to the table. They were unwilling to finish the task that God gave them. Starts with first us being a part of his family, then believing him, continually believing him and then walking in and doing the things that he asked us to do. And then once we're willing and obedient, we will eat the good of the land. There's so many things that are touched by what one person does, which was our reference in uh, Romans chapter five, sin entered into the world because of one person. Thankfully, their righteousness was now made available to everyone because of one person, Jesus Christ. And our relationship and our, our trust in him. So you do matter in the plan of God. Now you're not, what's the little, the little um, statue man with the globe on his back? I'm not, I'm not saying you're the center <laughs> of everything. 
I don't know. And you do not have the weight of the world on your shoulders. Right. (laughs) Yes. He's all humped over and there's a giant globe globe on his back and he's quote unquote holding up the world. You're not that person. I'm not saying that. Jesus, all all things are upheld by the word of his power and Mm -hmm. he's not physically holding it. He spoke over it. He said the earth is a footstool for his feet. Amen to that. But, you know, we're not to have an inflated thought of our importance but a right and an accurate perspective of it and perception of it. Don't think that everything is done and God doesn't need you. You're just a worm in the dirt and you're worthless and you have no role to play. So you might as well cast off restraint and, and start playing, right? And yes. chasing after other things. The word of God has not stopped. I know that in this, this day and time, there is a big push from the adversary to convince people that the word of God is irrelevant. It's old. It's done away with. Everything is done. There's, it's not up to date with what we're doing, right? And it's somehow stopped or ceased, but that is, there's no truth in that. God's plan, if we're not re- reunited as a whole in the heavenly community, New Jerusalem is on the earth, all sin is locked away in the lake of fire. If that day has not come, then there is still work for you and I to do. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's how you know if you're finished or not. <laughs> the trumpet hasn't sounded and you're being transformed in the twinkling of an eye. You still have breath in your lungs. There's still work that God wants you to do. So find out what that is. Amen. What do you have to say, honey? Anola Charles has something to share. Okay. Um, As I was listening to Promise Speaking, the Lord was talking to me about um, verse 2. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And as Mama was reading the definitions in the last devotional, she it reminded me of how you and mommy are saying that the bride of Christ is the people and uh, the people and the place. Mm-hmm. It's not just one isolated. It's not one or the other, but it's both together. Mm-hmm. Yes. If if it was just the place and and the buildings that exist within that place, but there were no people, right? We we've already seen that here in in this nation in the United States of America, they're called ghost towns, right? Yes. Yes. Nothing exists there. Yeah, you have a place and you have buildings, but there's no life. So it is the combination, the 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 place, the buildings, and the people. Mm-hmm. Yes. So. Amen. What else, sir? Or and, continue, no. please. And then, as I was talking to the Lord about, it, He reminded me of how um, in Matthew it said that you must fill up yourself with uh, the Lord, because it referenced how. When a devil was cast down and you don't put anything in there, mm-hmm. it just comes back and sees open space and says, I'm moving back in. Seven times worse. Yes. Mm-hmm. And how the Lord showed me here was that what he meant by mansions were each of these rooms were filled. My version was mansions were some rooms are empty because you have so much space and you just float around and do whatever you want. <laughs> and how the Lord showed me that each of these things are filled with him. It's not just us filling it with our own clutter and junk, but it's his spirit filling these rooms and occupying it. Mm-hmm. Amen. But in order to do that, we have to first do what, sir? Come into submission, obedience to the Lord. Okay. And in humbling ourselves and submitting to him, there's also the aspect of giving him a say in every area and aspect of our life. Yes. Let's let him put in what furniture he wants in which room. Let's let him decorate it, right? Yes. He knows what we like, but ultimately, even more important, 
He knows what is for our good, what will bless us and our lives and keep us in him. As opposed to all the things that we try to fill our lives up with that really, unless they're under submission to the Lord, only seek to bring us further away. Yes. So yes, that's important. What else? Um, yesterday, Mommy was talking about um, stepping into your destiny path, and I was reminded of two different scriptures. Um, I'm going to have to ask the boys to read them for me because I don't have my glasses. So, uh, Charles, do you mind going to 1 Corinthians 13 for me and reading verse 11? And promise, do you mind going to Ephesians 2 for me? And read verses 19 through 22, please. I'm at 1 Corinthians. Sure. Okay. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. Thank you. You asked for, wait, Ephesians 2, verses 19 through 22. Okay. Okay, I'm there. Okay. Now, therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, having been built on the foundation of the the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, in in whom the whole building, being fitted together, grows into a holy temple in the Lord and whom you also are being built together for a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. Thank you very much. So both these scriptures are talking about maturing, um, becoming what you are supposed to be, and um, it is difficult to fulfill the call of the Lord when you're unprepared. Like Mommy always gives us this example of um, being on a train track, and if we miss one of the stops in one of the stations and we don't get the equipment that we need, when we have the next stop, we're unprepared. We do like the little Scooby-Doo little hand pump cart thing. If you've ever watched the TV show when they're derailed and trying to get back where they're supposed to be. And how the Lord never intended us for us, intended us to take that route. He always set the equipment where we would need it. And if you jump ahead, you miss the stuff behind. And if you lag behind, you don't get what you're supposed to have in the present. And so when you are th- considering your destiny he has to develop you you have to continue um working on that you can't just wake up one morning and go boom i'm gonna go preach to a thousand people in the world he has to teach you first paul had to be taken away to relearn the scriptures the right way so did moses he spent 30 years being taught by god so that he could lead the people correctly and so we have to be prepared 40 40 years oh he was Moses was 40 years in Egypt um, in the house of Pharaoh. He was 40 years, uh, I'll say, in the wilderness, but taking care of sheep. And then was 40 years in the wilderness leading the children of Israel. Watching other people. 
take care of shit. No, <laughs> I'm just joking. But watching them as they came through their own purification process. He went through his, and then he had to circle back around and get everybody else to fulfill the destiny, but also Amen. wait with them while they were growing up. Yes. And the Lord. And even Abraham, he had to go through the process, and so do we. We don't get to skip it. Um, Dad, you said there's a reason why you don't let you don't give a five-year-old a credit card. They be in the debt up to their eyeballs. And you don't. You certainly don't give them the keys to a car. They, you know, end up injuring themselves and probably other people while they're at it. So at certain points in life, we see that there are certain things that you are able to do. Okay, you're five years old. I'm going to teach you how to wipe the table. All right, now we're going to 10. Now I'm going to teach you how to wash the dishes. Now that you're 15, you're just going to take care of the whole kitchen. And uh, you've gone through the... <laughs> good morning. <laughs> There's an appropriate time for everything. Yes. But each one of those, right, is part of the the process and progress of maturity mm-hmm. that each one must go through. Yes. Individually. You know, I'm sure David would have loved to be taken right out of the field, washed off, dressed up, and sat on the <laughs> on the throne of the of Israel Absolutely. the next day. I'm sure he would have loved it. I I mean I know myself. I'm like, yes, Lord, straight to it. Let's go. Those steps in the middle from A to Z. <laughs> details, details. <laughs> Let's just get to it. But we learned already from examining the temple, the tent of meeting with such detail that God is in the details. And every step builds on the next step. It builds the foundation for the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And now it's a place for the curtains to be hung properly and then they can close all the way instead of having gaps in them and the holiness of the Lord is protected and respected and all of the things that are necessary for us to unite and experience God in the fullness of fellowship that he desires and that we desire. Mm -hmm. Preparation is needed. Following instruction is needed. Guidance and attention to detail is needed. And a willingness and desire to find out who we are, take our place in Christ, not snatch it from him because you don't have to do that, but to accept it, to receive it, to put your hand out and go, okay, God, I will take this from you. And then I will choose to walk with you in it is important. And God is ready for his people on a wide scale to have that approach and that mindset and mentality. God, I'm going to do everything you asked me to do while I'm here in this earth. I'm going to do everything. I'm not going to leave anything undone. There'll be no proverbial video for me to watch in heaven of all the things that I missed. I could have had and should have done here on the earth because I did them all. That's my heart perspective. Not saying anybody has to be like me because who am I? (laughs) But the Lord's loved. We should all be like Christ, right? Isn't that what the Apostle Paul says? That was his secret food. Follow me as I follow Christ. Mm -hmm. The Lord had secret food that the disciples who had grown up in Israel had no idea of, and that was to do the will of his father. So we are sharing secret food with you today. Eat it and be filled and enjoy it to do the will of the father who created you, who sent you, who loves you, the Lord and Messiah who died for you. Absolutely. And, and with that, there's also, and we, we alluded to this with what you were discussing, Layla, how, there is a process, a refinement process that's happening and bringing us into growth and maturity, right? First John talks about yes. that, how there's essentially four stages. There's infancy, I'm going to paraphrase it, infancy, being a toddler, being an adolescent, and then being a father or parent, right? Yes. Yes. Clearly, 
at the infant or toddler stage, you are not ready to be a parent. Even though you have all the right things you, needed. They're not mature, but they're there. Exactly. Yep. But now a father should not be acting as an infant or child, right? They'd put away those childish things, as scripture says. It, it would be, you would laugh, right? Yeah. And not just because of age. You're like, that. that would be really immature. But for others that are in the role of parents, seeing a, what should be a parent act as a child, it would be saddening. It would be disgusting. I think there's many people who experience that daily and they're like, you're such a child. And it's not a joy to them. It is not. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's a burden, right? For those that are around them and, and are impacted by them, mm-hmm. right? But there's, there's this, and this is the, the point I want to bring up, right? We each have our own walk before the Lord and our yeah. own place before the Lord. He prepared a place in, in John 14. Jesus was saying, I've prepared a place for you individually, not, yeah. not collectively all together. You have your own walk and destiny and things the Lord has, has purposed for you to do in your life. Hmm. And they are, may or may not be the same as mine. Amen. They may be similar. They may be completely different. It doesn't matter. All that matters is if that's what the Lord told you to do, that you go and do it in excellence is unto him. Amen. All right, and you can see that in a number of different places. Paul in Scripture talks about that with the body being fitted together, right? Mm-hmm. But yes. the uh, the hand can't say the foot, I have no need of you, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Right, one body part can't say I have no need of another body part, mm-hmm. right? And, and honey, you were just describing that yesterday, how if, if one part of the body is not functioning as it should, Every other part of the body is now heightened and doing more work. And being worn out, actually. In the, exactly. In the physical body, they start to get worn out because it, of the extra stress. Absolutely. So that can only last, but for so long. So you have a requirement to go to do everything the Lord has for you so that the body can function properly as it should, as the Lord designed it. And you see that in other places in Scripture, too. Um, 1 Samuel 30, right? There were people that, uh, for because you brought up David, uh, King David had his stuff stolen from him while he was out fighting, mm-hmm. and there were people that could not go with them. They were worn out, and they had to remain at the place and guard what was left. Right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And then when they came back, there were others that had gone and done the work. And they did not want those that guarded what was left mm-hmm. to receive the same reward. Mm-hmm. They said, just give them their, their wives back. And their kids. And their kids. They're, mm-hmm. Give them their family back and that's it. That's enough for them. But that's not how this works. There's a, a need for what everybody brings. Amen. Regardless of what it looks like on the surface. Amen. Every body part is functioning and bringing something that the rest of the body needs. Mm-hmm. And you can't say, I'm not as important as such and such and so and so, so there's no need for me to fill my role. The places that are not visible are given more honor, right? They're not able to yes. be seen and viewed are mm-hmm. given that much more honor because they would be the, the, un, the private parts, the unseemly parts. So right. Things like the heart. You can't see a heart. If you do, there's, there's a really big issue. Yeah. If you're seeing a heart, uh, there, there's a huge issue. But if that heart stopped functioning, the whole body's in trouble, is it not? 
Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. Okay. And when all things are well, you don't even feel your heart. It's when you feel it that there's something going on that shouldn't be going on. So, yes, greater honor should be given to those that are doing the work that tends to go unseen. Amen to Not that. just for the ones that have a, a visible role. Right? Amen. Yes. Yes. So, I, I wanted to bring both those things up. How we each have a, a role, a point, a purpose that the Lord has already determined for each person. Mm. Individually. And in, I'll say, independent of one another. There's no secondhand anointings. There's no anointing through me or through Kamisha or anyone else. Mm-hmm. You have your own walk and your own, I'll say, place before the Lord. And then I would encourage you, fulfill your destiny, your purpose, your plan, and the covenant that you have between you and the Lord. It matters. And that is part of how the Lord's house is built in this time. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right. Um, Let's pause there. And with that, can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, Layla. Lord, we just thank you for this time that we could learn more about you, Lord, that we could grow in you, Lord, and be developed further into our destiny paths and tracks that you've laid out before us, Lord. We thank you for the equipment that you have given to each and every one of us, Lord, to stand against the devil and his fiery darts, Lord, with our shield of faith and the helmet of salvation, Lord, the sword of the spirit and all the armor and the belt buckle of truth, Lord. We just thank you for your goodness. And we thank you for your kindness and your gentleness, that you're long-suffering and patient, God. Mm-hmm. And we thank you for the house that you have gone to prepare for each and every one of us, Lord. And we rejoice in it, and we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, we love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. We hope you've enjoyed listening to A Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. This year, Pastor John and I are believing for 1,000 new partners to believe God with us and join in the work of the ministry. God is doing great things through a day of prayer, and we want you to be a part. If the Lord has placed on your heart to partner with us, please contact us online at adayofprayer.org. Click on the menu and select partner. Complete the form, and we'd love to hear from you. Thank you again. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, Take care and God bless you.